What's cracking, lovely people? It's Big Feed Up HQ Podcast. If you're a new listener, I release an episode on a Monday with a guest and I also release a solo episode on a Friday. So it's just something you can take away into the weekend. Very simple little kind of uh, show on mostly to do with nutrition and, and lifestyle. Say the other week we um, I introduced saunas and, and how they've helped me and all that kind of jazz. However... We've got a fab guest on the show today. Um, it turns out we've got a few friends in common, which is really cool. We've been catching up for the last few minutes. So I have a food blogger and journalist by the name of Brani Hopkins on the show. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for inviting me. Cool. So we, 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 we dived into the coffee, as everyone yeah. could probably hear, because I'm talking at 100 miles an hour, so I need to slow down. It's delicious coffee. Cool. And uh, yeah, let's, let's just dive in, because um, I can link to everything in the show notes regarding your writing... And Perfect. all the things that you do, but just let people know, um, yeah, how you kind of got into things and, and what you're doing. So I am a, a food blogger and a journalist. So I um, worked full time at the BBC as a TV producer. And that's sort of like how I got into news and journalism. Um, and alongside that, I've had Crohn's disease, which is a um, an autoimmune disorder uh, which affects your gut and I've had that since I was four years old so alongside um, I was sort of developing my journalism career um, and I was going through a bit with my health and I sort of started writing my blog mainly it was actually mainly for me in the first instance because it it was nice to be able to write about it and um, have a place to talk about it and then people started commenting and replying and I was like oh my goodness there's a community out there and um, actually maybe I have a bit of a platform to um, help and inform people. Um, so I started the blog, and then from that I started writing um, some like food and nutritional content um, for some of the nationals, like the Metro and the Independent. So now I have a bit of a portfolio career, as the millennials say. Um, sort of still doing TV producing at the BBC, but writing for my blog and um, writing food content for um, some of the papers, and um, yeah, generally trying to do all the side hustling. Mm. It must have been one of your favourite projects that you've oh. done to date, so people can kind of look back and, you know, dive into something that, that you've been writing I think about. the first thing, the first thing that I, well, actually the whole reason that my blogger Belly Full Off was born was because I was really poorly with my Crohn's and I actually did um, a liquid diet and it was completely supported by a dietitian and it was medically supervised. It wasn't, you know, some sort of fad thing, but I, I basically didn't eat or drink for a month. Um, which was like really tough going because obviously living in London and you know I I was I'm such a massive foodie so um, all of that social element of food and drink was completely mm. taken out of my life um, yeah. and through a belly full of I was just writing I, I basically did a daily diary of writing like how it felt and how I was coping and mm. even though I was drinking these supplements which had all the calories that I needed mm. I, I was like still completely starving because you're used to mm. um filling your filling your mouth with food so um and from that and I still get people I mean that was two years ago I did that oh. um and I still have people messaging me saying oh I read your liquid diet um blog it's really helped me um and I've since written a few pieces for the metro so and that was kind of a turning point in terms of when I uh, eliminated some things from my diet so oh. I cut out dairy and I cut out gluten which mm. made quite a big difference to my um, lifestyle and mm. um, you know my day-to-day symptoms so mm. yeah that's probably one of the ones where it, um sort of had it seems to have had the most resonance with people mm-hmm. and then maybe just give people a little bit of a background of because obviously you know your um your, your gut functions in a slightly different way than let's just say someone who has a 
you know, who, who doesn't have what you have, mm-hmm. you know, don't yeah. use the word normal or, uh, uh, you know, Im- immune compromised or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, before we move forward, because yeah, I'd be really keen to dig into that, yeah. the liquid stuff, um, you know, what, what, why did you do that? What um, the the liquid diet? So yeah, and like what, and you know, maybe go into a little bit more background about what's happening in that's in 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 your system compared to someone who doesn't have it. Yes, of course. So um, Crohn's disease is a autoimmune disease, which basically means your body gives off a autoimmune autoimmune reaction, and it, which it, in you know layman's terms, and what I was described when I was a child is your body is attacking itself. Mm. essentially so when um if you have Crohn's or colitis they they both come under the umbrella of inflammatory bowel disease mm. and if you are so when I eat food uh, my body sends out uh, chemicals and everyone's body sends out chemicals and um, that break up their food but then when you've digested your food those chemicals stop and your body just waits until it needs to do it again my body just keeps sending out those chemicals to the point where it will um, sort of disrupt and eat away at um, parts of my digestive system so your like your intestines your, your stomach lining your um, your throat so it can be the symptoms can be lots of inflammation um, uh, like passing blood like lots of pain nausea um, you don't absorb your um, your food your nutrition properly mm. um, so it's quite damaging mm. and it's not like having IBS which is I get a lot like is it the same as IBS it's not the same as IBS because obviously IBS mm. is to do with your nerves rather than um, an actual uh, inflammation of your gut. Mm. Um, so that's what Crohn's disease is and that's how my body reacts to food. At the moment I'm in remission with um, medication and my diet so mm. that's really positive mm. and um, the liquid diet was just, it was a moment where I was in, um, I was really poorly, I was having a really massive flare-up and they basically said to me, one of the first defences for Crohn's and colitis when you are really ill is to give you really high dose prednisolone steroids, and they they do are very they're very effective at eliminating the disease, but they are poisonous in terms of the side effects. So you would you gain a lot of weight, um, it can affect your mood. Mm. Um, mm. Anyway, so I just said, I really, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to put those in my body. And I'd previously, when I was younger, had done the elemental liquid diet and it was really effective. And obviously it affects your whole life because mm. you stop eating and drinking. But um, it, made, it put me into remission and I just said, I'm going to do that. And my mm. doctor was like, you're mad. No adult does the liquid diet. Mm. especially an adult who's in their early 20s and has got a social life and lives and works in London and I was like no this is Mm. this is how I'm going to do it um and I did it for a month and it did put me in remission so and I still now um if I got back to that point I would do it again a hundred percent um obviously it was really hard um but it was a way for me to um feel like I was not controlling my disease because you can't control it, but it, I felt like mm. I, it was more in my hands than the hands of the drugs. And, it, and you know, it, everyone with colitis or Crohn's is different, so it might not necessarily work for everyone. Mm. But it did really work for me. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I think that's the important thing to tell people. It's like with something that you have, it's managing it for life. And then, you know, if you can find a tool or a strategy to be able to, um, you know, make you um, feel better and, and live better, but then you know you, you still know that you just have to be more careful than most mm. and I think that's where you know nu- nutrition is is individual some people 
may feel they can get away with with things compared to other people but then obviously eventually as as you said you know everything everything goes into the system and and you know people have to support it in different ways whereas obviously what what happens to you is if you know if you aren't as strategic then um you know because because you because you have what you have you know there can be more deleterious effects so Mm -hmm. i think it's a you know it's probably took a lot of bottle and a lot of um, yeah. yeah but also that kind of it was it was not last end but it was uh you know it, it, it was it was probably quite a shocking thing to yeah to, to explain to people yeah, but then it also was. it's actually if you if you dig into some of this stuff when it's gut related mm. you know people do these things and and for some people they really work yeah like um you know if we if we take another example of people getting very very kind of uh bad gut infections say mm-hmm. i don't know you, you eat something or you go somewhere and, and your body gets um yeah it was uh you know you, you pick something up mm. and uh there's some really interesting research on fecal transplants mm. and that when you explain that to someone it blows them yeah off. of course but you know if also makes them really squeamish I'm i know sure. <laughs> but if someone's like down you know completely down and out and and um you know they've tried things like you said medication they've gone through mm-hmm. gastroenterologists and yep. then there's some really interesting stuff and it's like right let's take you know some some fecal matter from from someone who has more of a you know um let's just say a, a better um gut kind of micro distribution mm. than than say you have and then they put it they put it in there and people have seen positive results so that's kind of very very still blows my mind it is nuts. nuts it is nuts yeah but that's kind of uh yeah that there's people out there that, that that go through these kind of protocols yeah and and treatments and then you know you come out the other side which is interesting I think there's just a really, I think it's an exciting movement towards lifestyle medicine. It's probably a bit of a buzzword at the moment. Yeah. But we're moving towards a time when actually, you know, there are so many questions about our diet and our nutrition and our exercise regime, you know, even mindfulness meditation. Um, and actually, you know, you don't always have to listen to everything consultants say. And obviously, I my consultant is amazing and he's done amazing things for me. But in this particular scenario, mm. I felt like I knew better and I knew my body better Mm. and I did it did it did work out and I should say as well that it was completely medically supervised you know this wasn't me just drinking water I was on proper supplements that were full of the calories Mm. that I needed um and you know anyone who has IBD could probably explore a similar thing you might come up to some barriers with doctors because in my experience um some of the more senior consultants they just don't learn about nutrition Mm. which seems wildly ridiculous to me considering it's a gut disorder but they just they don't understand it as much as they understand a drug which has gone through numerous trials and is like steroids and is you know for them it's like a surefire treatment they know that that's going to make you better mm. whereas doing something like liquid diet is a bit more there's not as much research about it there yeah. is there is solid research but not as much as the drugs i guess yeah yeah interesting i think you know n, n equals one obviously with your case it was a lot more serious than most but um with 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 most people and most things if if they are you know perceived as well and they're curious and stuff like that there's you know ex- experimenting i find as long as you don't cause any harm is 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 a good thing absolutely and i think it was it was interesting because you you know going for it to a liquid standpoint you know you could say it might have been a bit kinder on the gut mm-hmm. without becoming too specific and yeah. let, let listeners you know bog get bogged down into all the information but i think yeah when when you do do that you, you may be giving your you know your system like a little bit more of a rest yeah that's exactly that's exactly the word that i would use 100 yeah that's and all then... i was trying to do ah. and that and it worked yeah so um interesting yeah and then so then after that i did 
once you've obviously been off food and drink for that amount of time, you have to um, reintroduce with a low flex diet. So I spent a long time mm. reintroducing foods. Um, and during that process, I found that dairy just did not help me in any way. Mm. And I also found that gluten wasn't really my friend either. Mm. So now I have a completely gluten and dairy free diet. Mm. Mm. Um, that's not to say there's still foods that I'm, I'm sh- like niggle at me. But um, having having cut those out, it's helped my sort of day to day quality of life. Mm, interesting. Quite so dramatically. What is like a typical day of food? You know, say so oh. you're going to be doing what you're doing today, having yep. having a bit of conversation with a few people, writing, getting yep. around the town, all that kind of stuff. So I'll normally start the day with quite a quick breakfast. So um, like a gluten free muesli with gluten free oats, and um, mm-hmm. maybe a soya yogurt or a coconut yogurt and some fruits. Basically, whatever I've got in the cupboard, I tend tend to chuck in the bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, um i always i always have a coffee every single day normally just one but um that's kind of like um i know i probably shouldn't have it because it doesn't i'm not sure it fully agrees with me but i just like love coffee so that's Mm. my one that's my one thing a day and then Mm. um for lunch i'll normally have some like veg or hummus Mm. crackers i mean depends if i'm at home or if i'm on the go um and then for dinner like we like lots of fish um vegetables rice rice mm. noodles mm. love thai food i probably eat thai food mm. like homemade about yeah. twice a week <laughs> yeah we love yeah we do the same because um i went in april for the first Did time you? Yeah, I've yeah, never yeah. been. Yeah, yeah. I need to go. Fantastic. Was it? Yeah. Was the food Crazy. amazing? Yeah, really good. Yeah, we did Bangkok for a few days, which was mega because obviously it's so built up. You go to a couple of little street markets and things like that, but then you also, you know, you go to a few nice restaurants. Mm. So that was a bit of a combination. And then we went to the coast and then you, you know, you see different things and it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. And I think, again, people are always like, oh, don't, you know, don't pick up stuff, you're going to get really ill. But I think if you see people cook stuff in front of you... Yeah, then you... It's great. Yeah. Yeah, really And good. I bet it was, like, Thai food you've never tasted before. Oh, and what you would get at, here in the UK. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, the weather's good, the people are just unbelievable. It was... Uh, yeah, I, re- I really suggest you go. It was, yeah, fantastic. On my ever-growing list. Yeah, Places that I need to go. Yeah, 100%. And then, but yeah, before we round off the kind of, like, food conversation... Yes. Is there anything that you... Because, obviously, you know, you, you now know what, what you feel you work well on. Mm-hmm. And, obviously, you got into a bit of routine with, with basically, just, you know, eating real foods, vegetables that grow above the ground, oats. Yeah. You know, a little bit of coffee. But then but then you don't seem to do anything to excess and then you don't seem to kind of do, um, you know, like, uh, if, if you're avoiding things that don't make you feel good, that's probably... A good thing. Yeah. Is, is there anything else you do on top of that? Like, uh, do you do you, do you take any other kind of uh, supplements that directly are meant to look after your system for your gut or any kind of vitamins or anything yeah, like that? Have so you explored that? I have explored like lots of different things, and it's it's really difficult for me to know what actually works for my gut because it is so. I'm my whole health is very dependent on my stress levels, how busy I am, how exhausted I am. Yeah. Um. So it's really hard for me to sometimes like pinpoint exactly which things I'm trying and whether they're actually helping but I have found that um I've been taking Simprobe recently um uh, which is probiotic and that's really helped Mm. um and I do um this isn't a supplement but um, I guess a life supplement I practice yoga um Mm. and mindfulness at home and I always eat mindfully that's something that I learned from quite a young age Mm. um I think it was when I was much younger and I was very poorly and my doctor was just like, please tell me that you are, um, you know, you're eating slowly because if you're eating your food fast and, you're, and your gut is in this state, it's not going to help you. So I learned from quite a young age to yeah. 
enjoy every mouthful like mm. we never really had the tv on mm. when we were watching when we were eating our food so and I do think that helps when I watch other people eating their meals sometimes I'm a bit like you just need to a enjoy what you're eating because food is amazing and yeah. b um you know if you're swallowing you're swallowing it down you're not giving your gut time to yeah process what's going so I find that Interesting. a useful thing that's 100 and and that's that that kind of like i i, I turn i term that your food environment so mm. it's from everything from you know on a, on a sunday are you thinking about where you're getting your your um you know evening meals from yes. are you out um you know how many midday meals do you have on the go can you prep a breakfast things like that mm-hmm. and then all the way to yeah when you're eating you know the speed of you eating yep. are you someone that if you have water with the meals it might slow you down yeah to help um, or are you someone that if you drink, you know, water with a meal, the added pressure it doesn't feel particularly good in the stomach? So mm-hmm. it's kind of like just having very simple conversations with people, and I think that's the that's interesting because everyone wants the bells and whistles, like oh, what's what's the kind of new thing, or what you know, what's going to help me repair mm-hmm. this or things like that. But actually, like you said, if you just slow down mm-hmm. and um, you know, sometimes think about how much you're eating Mm. um i'm a huge fan of the three t's it's that total amount of food in the day Mm. the type of food you're eating which we addressed you have to be a bit more specific on Mm -hmm. which is obviously you know important because of of, because of what you have and then the timing Mm. so for some people the timing if they're more um you know if they're moving more if they're doing deliberate exercise Mm -hmm. you have to think about gastric emptying yeah so anything higher in fat you know probably avoid before exercise Mm -hmm. and then obviously before bed some people work better full stomach helps them sleep other people don't yeah so that you know it's interesting that's why i kind of like dug into to see how you do things because i know you have to be so specific with what goes in yeah i knew you'd have a you know a good food environment in that sense you know mindful eating is is is, yeah it's it's really really interesting and also i think when you go especially when you cut things out like gluten and dairy it's quite a big learning curve in terms of what products make you feel good because a lot of gluten-free products are gluten-free doesn't necessarily mean that they have things in them that are going to make you feel good so you know I've tried a lot of gluten-free pasta that has a lot of extra Mm. things in them lots of extra chemicals gums whatever it is that's binding it all together Mm. and if I have that as an evening meal it makes me feel awful Mm. so it's it's quite a learning curve now I I try and eat mainly things that are just naturally gluten-free because Mm. they're they're wholesome and um, they definitely make you feel good and then on the occasion I will have gluten-free pasta mm. um, I'll just you know check the ingredients and make sure it's a pure flour whether that's rice or quinoa or brown rice or teff or whatever it is mm. um, and I think especially when people are going gluten-free that can be quite a minefield because mm. a lot of the products aren't na- like they're not na- they're not natural mm. in the same way you would have a lovely you know wheat loaf of bread yeah. You have a gluten-free loaf of bread that costs twice the price and then is actually just packed with chemicals to, to try and make it all yeah. stick together. <laughs> I know, and it's important to address that. And like you said on the site, it's kind of like talking about talking about food in the real way. And mm. um, yeah, it's you know, it's simple, isn't it? It's yeah. just if you got if you are gonna make a change to your diet, you know, have have a bit of a strategy around it. Mm. And sometimes people then do miss stuff. Like I was at a yeah, I was at a dinner last night with a, with a few people I didn't know and I was speaking to a, a girl who'd who'd Grew up in Hong Kong, come over here, mm. worked here, writer, um, done some stuff, had gone back to Hong Kong for a year or so. And even though she was surrounded by so much good food, she was spending twice the price on on, on pizza uh, or in a pizza express yeah. in Hong Kong because she just missed it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, it's like kind of part of her food identity was yeah. coming over here, enjoying that kind of stuff. And then over there is twice the price. So she's like, I'm spending through the nines, but sometimes you just crave a pizza. Yeah. So I, I totally get yeah. it. Sometimes you look at maybe a spaghetti bolognese and you're like, 
I want to really nail that. So you're going to have to find some alternatives. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, I think it's best. And, you know, I've, I've gone through trying things and cutting things out and stuff like that because I like to experiment. And we've settled on kind of making, you know, making sourdough bread. And now I feel like yeah. I can eat that, you know, like a few, quite a few slices of that a week yeah. and still feel good. Amazing. Um, and then similar to the kind of um, dairy products and things like that, I try different stuff. And this yeah. kefir, I'll try it at the moment um, that, that, that I buy. And, uh, yeah, first few times it was like, stomach wasn't really that keen yeah you get a week past it and, and then it kind of settles yeah so it's uh yeah and it's sometimes you have to go through that unsettled process yeah to get to to get to the the other side where you feel better yeah 100%. which again i don't think generally people know they'll just have one bit and be like oh this mm. feels awful mm. and sometimes you just have to push through obviously yeah. depending on what else is going on in your life it's not always ideal but no, I think so, and I think because obviously you you know you've been through you've been through so much with the gut and things like that, and you and you've seen like how amazing it is, and mm. you know the body will regenerate itself. Yes. And as much as you know your your immune system might be working in a different way to most, mm. and it might be doing things to your gut um differently to to other people, mm. you know you still see that it heals itself to an extent. Yes. So you think if people don't have what what you have, and then they do have something and they don't feel that great, like in a couple of days you kind of see that your body starts to sort itself out. Yeah. Again. So like you said, don't you know, not always being as crazy on the food, or not crazy, but being as as kind of militant on the food and square away some of the other lifestyle things, yeah. movement, sleep, yeah, um, you know, things outside of work, <clears throat> like like fulfilling your life, yeah. and then actually in a couple of days you think, wow, stomach and, and going to the loo is back to how it yeah. was a few days ago. Yeah. I feel fine. Yeah. So it's like that. That's massive, and yeah, uh, yeah people come in and I have to have a day job of. Yeah, kind of like dissecting, um, you know, what's not going wrong, but people are like, oh, I want to change this, this, and this, yeah. and I'm really worried about this. And often you actually address other things, mm. and then and then the thing that they really wanted to change starts to fall into place without, you know, them really having to do wonders with their food. Yeah. Because people aren't always um, able to. Yeah, and, of... and it's that sort of coming back to the whole lifestyle medicine thing, isn't it? Because yeah. it's coming back to your sleep pattern. And I'm very ble- blessed use the word blessed um that i sleep That's very right. well <laughs> yeah i'm a very good sleeper and i know that um lots of people get gut, gut issues because they are not they, they, they don't have a good sleeping pattern or they find it hard to sleep yeah and there's a definite definite correlation there and then there's the whole stress conversation mm. i'm always worse when i'm stressed mm. so now i have strategies in place like mm. mindfulness or meditation or yoga when i've had a you know, a really stressful day, or I know I'm going to have a stressful day, mm. I'll do yoga in the morning, or I'll do yoga when I'm at home, and that just 20 minutes mm. just almost like rebalances you. Yeah. And I know that that all, and I know that will have a good effect. Yeah, good. Oh my God, it's all... Yeah, connected. Interesting. Yeah, exactly. No, no, I dig that. And it's important, you know, implementing intentions and and, and finding things that you'll... That, help mm. specific to you and then just stacking in those good habits yeah and even if it even if it is a couple of minutes a day you might not be able to someone listening to this might not be able to devote 30 minutes to no, yoga of course not you can still you know you can still find things it's like i said the other day when i was um when i was on a podcast with my mate john we were talking about that and uh, you know i do six to eight deep in breaths and then exhale even Ooh. just in the shower i so should that, start doing that yeah it's mega that's great obviously don't do it under the water no like, <laughs> but you like kind of <laughs> And you breathe in as much as you can, and then obviously you exhale, and I do six to eight of those, mm. and I'm trying to do more of that before I actually didn't do it for this, but before I'm speaking, yeah. so doing presentations, yeah. or if I'm doing a consultation or things like that, I get so passionate about this stuff, mm. I talk so quickly, yeah. but then that also just like slightly levels, levels me up. out, but then it also 
wakes me up for the day. Um, I'm going to start doing that. Yeah, give it a go. Yeah, I'm going to let you know how it goes. Yeah, and it is, <laughs> it is, it's weird, but I think I do it because this time last year I had pneumonia and I was in hospital with like a bit of a, a collapsed lung. Oh my goodness. And um, yeah, yeah, I'm recovered now. Nothing, nothing like you had. Um, and I couldn't do a deep in breath. So kind of psychologically for me, it's like every morning Just I do that it. now and I'm like, it's awesome I can breathe in and yeah. out because I had to I was like hooked up to a machine oh and you're like yeah <sighs> and it's quite now. a scary feeling isn't yeah, it yeah crazy yeah yeah crazy so like similar to you think oh you know um looking looking after your gut and for me it's like wow I can I can you know do some running and get and get healthier and like build mm. a good lung capacity yeah so it's uh yeah you kind of like jump into certain things yeah that make you feel good and every yeah. time I breathe deeply I'm like man this time last year yeah. I couldn't do that <laughs> but isn't that amazing and I I feel quite lucky again in that sense that I I guess because with my health I've been through a lot and been in and out of hospital a lot that every day that I wake up mm. feeling good that feels like a good day to me like yeah. then I'm like if I'm able to get out and do whatever I want to do then I'm like that's a good day and 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 actually that kind of puts your whole I'm getting quite deep now that yeah. puts all your life in perspective and yeah. I and I you know if something comes along that's a bit like you know you've had a bad day at work or something hasn't you know it doesn't affect me as much anymore because mm. I'm like well it's not that bad mm. it's okay mm. I'm still here I'm still standing definitely yeah and it's that you know it's dealing with the life load isn't it and yeah. then things will come in in different ways you know when people are kind of uh, starting a family or like you said you've gone through something medically or you've taken on a new job and you're completely yeah. you, you know you're completely overwhelmed or like you said you're not sleeping well and everything just seems like a dream you know mm. you kind of like get through things and people are at different stages so uh, yeah no, that's really cool it's good it's good to get your it's good to get your perspective on uh yeah, Sorry, I got quite deep there. Yeah, no, no, but that's what this, <laughs> the good thing about this is these the, these formats are interesting because obviously when when you know when people do these kind of conversations, if you look at like the health conversation mm. on 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 the news, it's mm. usually this kind of like stiff bit of chat where they have two minutes on, yeah, you know, uh, like right, you know, we've heard low carb diets are going to kill you. We've got this expert on, yeah. and it's like, well, this means this, but we can't determine anything of this. Yeah. And it's like right, next up on Newsnight. Yeah. And whereas yeah. this is so, and it's these so confusing. Formats are great. Yeah. Podcasts formats are oh, great. I agree, and and I find as well, there's just so much information out there that especially in the media and I work in the media so mm. I know it's like I'm, it's a battle we're all fighting mm. it's so confusing for the consumer and the audience mm. to know mm. what they should or shouldn't be doing oh you shouldn't be having dolmio sauces because they've got too much sugar in them mm. what does that really mean or oh we should we should all have maple syrup mm. but actually maple syrup is loaded with sugar so it's mm. just it's so it's a confusing space 100% and I always say to, to people if they, if they are asking me these kind of questions it's like context behind it mm-hmm. nothing wrong with testing rather mm-hmm. than guessing you know, this time of year, find out your vitamin D level, find out your fasting glucose, find out your HbA1c, which is a three-month marker of your blood sugar, find out your ferritin, your B12, your folate. These are, these are the things that give you energy. You can do that through the GP. You can yeah. do that through blood spot testing now. There's loads of companies. I know I've, I've done a, a podcast with Fourth of Life, the founder there, Sarah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's kind of like... Go, you know, don't ask a, a single question like that. Whereas, like you said, people are saying, "Oh, will this sugar do this?" And it's that's the wrong question. It's yeah. more of specifically to me. Do do I know a couple of times a year my my nutritional integrity or my or my kind of health biomarkers? Mm. And then if I do change things in my diet or lifestyle, how have they been affected? 
you know, six to eight months later. Because mm. I know it's something like, okay, you might not see a dentist for a year and you're like, oh, my tooth, teeth aren't falling out. Mm. But in a year, you know, you, 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 you might have be. physiologically changed. So why not just, you know, nipping, nipping into the doctor and being like, right, can I, can I get some basic mm. blood work done? And then if, if they're like, well, no, because you're not listing any symptoms, you can, you can take your ownership and go and find a way to do it like mm. you did there. You, it was your choice to to add in your um you know your kind of um protocol for, yep. for trying to heal yourself yeah which i think is fair because you don't need to sit behind some stuffy desk with a consultant and they don't really tell you much and you leave being like oh he said this or i've got these pills and there's nothing yeah. else i can do yeah like you can do loads yeah and it's quite a harsh reality when i'm like obviously he's my consultant and i really respect him but at the end yeah. of the day it's his job and he spends 10 minutes with me and then he spends 10 minutes with you know a million other people whereas yeah. i go away or someone else goes away and it's your life it's how you feel every day so yeah i think you've got to there's got to be some level of feeling like it's okay and yeah. i don't think people even know they can take a blood test to go and find out that stuff yeah no i don't think people oh, know i that. tell every every client i work with but i'm luckily around some of the nuffield stuff that they usually see me after they've had their health checks. Oh, they've already done it so they come to me being like my fasting blood glucose has changed i've seen the doctor he's told me to come to see you so then we can carry it on yeah whereas in my personal kind of nutrition business it's more like i would suggest you do this mm. so when you ask me these questions i can give you I more context you, an answer, yeah. you know shall i add this to this and i think well it's interesting your you know your blood glucose isn't in a particularly good state so mm. i would suggest eating something else mm. whereas if you don't you kind of like you could be like well you know maybe we don't really know mm. so it's just you might as well not i kind of it's not, yeah, you don't want to make things up and you want to be a bit more accurate. People yeah. can do that. It's just getting it in the diary and yes. being like, right, actually, I'm going to spend yeah. the afternoon going to check out what's People are rubbish going at that, in the body. Yeah. People are rubbish at putting time in the diary to do any, to do things that, I mean, I'm not, but. No, but it's just challenging. I yeah. think it's, yeah, you prioritise things. But, if, you know, on the flip side, the other way, I've spent the last two weeks kind of avoiding doing some of my kind of self-employed finance stuff. <laughs> well, we all like, do that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we all well, avoid that. Food, training, you know, make yeah. sure the flats are right. Yeah. Going Let me just out, put a wash on. Drinks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you think, oh, I need to get all this stuff done. Yeah. Um, cool. All right. So, yeah, what, what are you working on at the moment? Or, you know, what, what can people kind of... Um, you know how how can how can they find you or yeah. you know what what's going on from there and we can and we can yeah we can wrap things up. Um. So um. You can find me on my blog. 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 I'm gonna start that sentence again. That's right. You can find me on my blog, which is um www.abellyfullov.com, and you yeah. can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Bryony E Hopkins. Um. And also if you tap my name uh, into Google, you'll see some of my Metro articles. Mm. Um, I've been traveling a lot recently, which has been amazing. So I've got some um, great content coming up about Brussels, Malaga, Rotterdam, and San Francisco. So that's all stuff Ooh. that I'm working on at the moment. Is that all um, food, like food yeah, related? Yeah, food related. Yeah. Oh, yeah which, for the Metro? Um, a combination, not, uh, not just for the Metro, mainly for uh, my blog. Uh, so there's some bits and bobs coming out. Uh, on that um, and I'm actually just about to embark on a uh, well I say I'm just about to at the end of December I'm doing a east coast tour of Australia what? so I'm working on some content or hoping to work on some content for that as well really yeah oh interesting is that so you're going out with anyone else um, yeah I'm going out with my other half Josh and we are oh. renting a camper van um, and going from Sydney to Cairns in six weeks what? so yeah it's really exciting 
six weeks we're going to be. Yeah, they have six that. weeks. Yeah. That would be so It'll good. It'll be amazing. So, I'm, oh, and I know that Australia are very, uh, well, in the in Sydney, certainly, they're very good at um, gluten and dairy-free and allergies. They I think they're actually much further ahead yeah. than London are. So, I'm quite excited to see yeah. what they have to offer. Just take yourself somewhere else and explore it. I think that's Oh, 100%. Yeah. Because we can get so bogged down in... You know, especially if you're in a city and everything's so fast paced and you're kind of so used to picking up foods and doing things. Yeah. Dump yourself into somewhere else. Yeah, it's like fucking just go and adapt. Yeah. Yeah. In a campsite with no power. We'll see how it goes. Stirring the ropes. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Mega. You'll get a decent coffee out there too. I hope so. Oh, cool. Um yes, yeah, so that's where people can find me. Mega, alright. So we'll have to try and catch up, you know, on the flip of that and then oh, maybe yes. give a bit of a rundown because we yeah. could go through some of these places. Yeah. What you found is 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 different or what or what you've been like actually, you know, they're doing this over here. Yeah. You know, maybe this will come over here, we should check that out. That's interesting. Yeah. And also Good. I've never been I've never been camping or done anything of this vein and people ask me all the time how do I travel with Crohn's or colitis and I've never uh, because you know it's you have to think about a lot of things or just yes. have to be mindful about just stupid things like medical insurance and yeah 100% um, yeah because so, yeah, you could I'll have a, a like you said you could have a flare up and you could need to be admitted yeah especially like, when you're away for something like six seven weeks that you know a lot can change in that amount of time definitely so. yeah I'll send you some interesting stuff on um probiotics and travel Ooh, yes. and the immune system so i know that you're taking simprove but it's uh, you know i haven't done anything like going to australia but when i went to thailand in in april i was using just like a multi-strain Wait. i kind of had it a week before mm. and and as we were traveling and during you know when i was over there mm. just just taking one it was uh, biocol the company i used mm. um and yeah i just you know i i kind of just trial these things mm. and i'd seen other people kind of talk positively about it to be mm. like even though you're moving into a different environment and you know your gut's going to be taking different types of foods and 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 you know whatever around you yeah, yeah, um, yeah. in terms of you know environmental stuff you know you're still going to pop something in that might potentially help that so that would be amazing yeah i play yeah. around with the probiotics and then also the digestive a week enzymes before, or yeah yeah so i just did the seven days i, I was kind of already using it a little mm. but then i made sure that as i traveled mm. and then during the holiday i mm. used it as well whereas usually i kind of give my body a bit of a break yeah because i try you know vitamin d or whey protein or fish oil or things like that so mm. when i go away i think right just just let's do what i need to do mm. whereas this time i was a bit more diligent and mm. i just continued mm. with it because it was only one, it was like what well, their multi kind of mm. like you know multi strain. So yeah. That would be super useful. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I know this improves liquid base, so you yes, have to kind of is. keep it in the. Um, yeah, keep it in the fridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has... I know. Yeah, that unflavored one's interesting, isn't it? I haven't tried the unflavored. Oh, one. have you got the mango <laughs> I've one? I've got the mango. Oh, that's absolutely pop <laughs> Really? Ah, see, that's the thing. You know, you've got to try and be able to do that. So. I know. Yeah, it's a weird. They gave me the choice, so I was like, well, I'll obviously go with with, yeah. the, with the flavored one. <laughs> yeah, they're solid because you get you do a couple of months, don't you? And then they give you that third month. Yeah third month off yeah it's interesting puts a lot of different yeah types of bacteria into the body cool okay amazing yeah fab you happy so, with um, that yeah is there anything else you want to awesome no i don't think so I'll, I'll link to everything in the show notes guys obviously you can keep in contact with Bryony and, and follow all of her travels and things like that but yeah the kind of yeah the main thing i wanted to get out of this show was to show you that um you know people people are um managing and, and dealing with 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 things um that are gut related that that are you know very different than someone eating something and just feeling a bit full and being mm. like oh yeah you know um yeah I'll probably I probably shouldn't eat bread whereas actually you know you know if you if you aren't managing your your diet and your lifestyle particularly well you know you end up in hospital so yeah I wanted to get 
you know your your kind of honest conversations on actually this end scale inflammatory bowel disease this is what it is yeah. this is how i have to manage it yeah. so no i really appreciate your honesty oh good i'm glad and i hope that other people will hear something or and you know i'm i'm more than happy to answer questions i get a lot of dms about various things and obviously everyone is different with ibd and i say that like i'll say that until i'm blue in the face like mm. what works for me won't work for someone else but um it's sometimes nice to just hear that someone's living a a normal yeah i'm doing inverted commas there <laughs> life you know yeah dig um, it yeah cool Okay, yeah, as always, guys, um, if you haven't, subscribe to the show on iTunes and crack over to SoundCloud. And if anyone can leave me any kind of rating, apparently it helps with um, just just boosting the, the visibility of the show. Someone said that to me. I probably should look into that a little bit more. But, yeah, I'm trying to get to 10,000 listens by the end of the year, and I'm just coming up to 5,000. So I can't believe that many people have listened, and That's I really nice. appreciate it. Congrats. Oh, cheers. <laughs>